758 St. Lucia, we are back. This is Caribbean Power Lunch, where we feature black-owned businesses. I am your host, Kevin Valley, And alongside me today, we have a Yale graduate and private sector development consultant, Ms. Zara Aline. How are you, Zara? I'm doing well, Kevin. <laughs> today, we are dialed right back in to our friends in the Eastern Caribbean, beautiful St. Lucia. We are talking to the one-year-old business that has been fast-rising and delivering value and happiness across the island. Mr. Gregory Sydney and the head lady in charge, it's Carissa Daniel. How are you guys doing? Hello, hello. We're good, thank you. We're good. All right, so first of all, guys, happy one-year anniversary, April 4th, right? Yes, April thank, 4th. Thank you very much. Ah, congratulations. Yeah, man. Thank you, thank you. So let us get into the meeting matter here. So in maybe one or two sentences, just tell us what quick delivery is all about and what you guys are trying to do, what you guys are trying to achieve. Quick delivery is a inland, soon to be regional, courier service where we deliver food from a restaurant of your choice, cooked food, um, grocery shopping and delivery, medication delivery, bill payments, general courier, small packages documents, delivery. We also do mobile ticketing where for different events, we deliver tickets to patrons while on the road. How does the grocery shopping thing work? Like, how do you do that at scale or how do you do that when you have a lot of customers requesting that service? I mean, that sounds very time-intensive and very labor-intensive. Believe it or not, it's something that could be very easily um, arranged that most times everybody's not home at the same time. So you find people putting the request and it's like from morning until they want it delivered for 4.40 when they're going home. They would send us a list. We would shop, especially for those that, that's pre-ordered. We would shop throughout the quiet time of the day and ensure that we have everything the person needs and get it delivered on the requested time. So for influx of orders for, for grocery shop, it, it can get very tedious and, and busy. But um, that's our trick. I can't tell you how exactly it works. <laughs> proprietary information, yeah. <laughs> All right, no problem, no problem, no problem. I thought podcasts were might be interested, but all right, hard luck, guys, hard luck. <laughs> all right, so this idea conceptualized something like five years ago? Yes. Five years ago, I was at work, actually doing a, a project plan for a building, and then um, I couldn't leave because time was against us, and the deadline, I think, was the following day or something. So I was hungry. And the, the idea came from necessity, you know, like necessity, the mother of all inventions. I wanted food delivered. And <laughs> I want food too. Call quickly. Call nine quickly, seven it. What happened when you wanted that food? Yeah, so I, the only thing at the time was, was Domino's delivery, pizza delivery. And I'm not too big on that. And then I was like, wow, we really need something like that because of here we are in the, in the country. Still food world, but we're developing at a very rapid rate. And then you have a lot of busy people, and I'm sure I'm not the only one with that with that need. So then I wrote the business plan the weekend, and then that was it. Started thinking of it. I started leaving it, and then just worked towards it. That was my goal, and then every afternoon. All of this is while you're still a full-time quantity surveyor, right? Yep. Okay. So how does this work, though? How does quick delivery work? How does this system work? Like, I just, I sit down here, cabin studios, I'm hungry. I go on a quick delivery app, or do I go online? Do I call? What, how does it work? 
Um, currently, our website is not up yet because, boy, that website is so, like, what we want is almost impossible for any developer to, to really understand what we want, especially we have, now I have Carissa now in it, and Carissa is over the top of it. So we can't really get it up and running yet, the website that is. But currently, you could call any of our social media platforms, WhatsApp, and place your order. And then we, we take it from there. It's, it's a one-stop shop if you, you call us. Oh. Okay. If I'm in Lucia and I'm hungry, I could WhatsApp Carissa and, and I'll get my food in, what, 10 minutes? <laughs> depends, <laughs> depends on from where. If I'm, I'm in Grosilay also, in that area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you want food from Grosilay? Yeah, definitely 10 minutes you would have your food. Once it's ready from the rest, because we, we have that aspect of it where... um. The restaurants might not be as ready as we are, so there's a wait time there because you we never know how busy the restaurant is. If what you want is available, that aspect of it that that we can't control. All right. So in terms of the restaurants and stuff, I mean, I know you also do medical and stuff. So I guess you'll have relationship with pharmacies and those guys, right? Yes, we do. Right. So how do you go about onboarding these restaurants and pharmacies, etc.? Well, with the pharmacy, we I'm currently. In the final stage of setting up a partnership with, a act with the leading pharmacy on the island, which is very good for us. How it's going to work is for the prescribed drugs. You could probably send us a photo that's still in the finalizing stage of your prescription. And we go to that to our um, personnel at the pharmacy, get it for you. And then we, we bring it to you. Or the doctor, your doctor himself could call in the medication and say that quick delivery will pick up and deliver to, to his patient. But for over-the-counter drugs, just let us know what you want. We go, we get it, and deliver to you. Okay, so if I if I need my pan at all, uh-huh. or something like that, uh-huh. that's, I mean, that's something I could call you guys for, or that's, that's too... You could call us for anything once you pay for it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I like that. I love it, I love it, I love it. We have a minimum value. If I need some Chairman's rum delivered to me, I could call you for that. I'm not seeing it listed here as, as one of your services, but that fall under groceries. That's grocery shopping, and then I'll bring some Coke and ice too. <laughs> yes, that's a bring that added value service. So, when you first started out, when you had took the idea from the idea into the business, how was it working? Were you driving yourself? Were you doing deliveries on your own, or did you have to hire drivers? How does it how did it work? Because you're working full time, so how are you making this happen and work full time? When I started the first time, I was managing it. I'm still working full time. I had a, a I had one dispatcher and two drivers. One driver for the night shift, one driver for the day shift. But it wasn't so busy. It's, it's something that's very new to the island and boy, our culture in St. Lucia is it's not one that probably you've read about. It's very strange. People adapt very late. You have to be very loud so that people will adapt to you. They don't they don't take to new things easily in your marketing has to be all over the place, and then they will draw to you. But they do the new things very easily in Tunisia. One of my drivers now, he was the one there before with me started. So he would drive in the afternoon. In the night, I would be the dispatcher. One of the drivers I am now, he, he actually started with me five years ago. And so how has it grown? How has the company grown over the last year or so? Did you have to increase the number of drivers? Did you have to increase the number of dispatchers? Currently, we have 10 staff. Right. When we started with five, so yeah, we doubled in a year. Okay. So 10 staff and Chris, so would be the manager of, of that staff. 
Right, right. We always have managing everything. Well, she managed everything. Yeah, even me. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, that's what good management does. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. That's proper management, right? Yep. <laughs> this is interesting, right? And on Chris, and I've never spoken about this before. Because even Chris, uh, podcast world is a trainee, right? So Chris is mm-hmm. from Trinidad. She's spent most of her life in Trinidad. But last year, well, maybe a, a little over a year ago, Chris decided she's going to move to St. Lucia. I want to know, Gregory. <laughs> what you said to Carissa, uh, experienced consultant, you know, successful here in Trinidad, doing nothing. What you said to her to get her to decide how it's going to go. I am going to migrate to St. Lucia and work for the startup company. I think, um, like everything else, timing is everything. I met Carissa through a client that she has, a, a coaching client that she has. A, my girlfriend at the time was at her client doing a, a eyebrows or one of them facial things. <laughs> and then the Carissa client was telling my, my, my girlfriend, my then girlfriend about a coach and so on. And then she started, she said like, that's exactly what I think Gregory wants. Cause I was telling her, boy, I just want somebody to guide me as to where to go, where to start. So then I met Carissa and then she became my coach. She walked me through it. We had the launch. And then six months in, my operations manager at the time wasn't doing too good at all. And then I was like, wow, boy, I need somebody to manage um, quickly because I, I can't do it. But I still work full time. I was joking at the time. I told her, come and do it for me. She's like, if you're serious, I'll come. I said, are you serious? She said, yeah, if you're serious, I'll come. And wow. No. Well, and she was serious. Yeah, and she was serious. And then I go, clearly she's serious. She's there. <laughs> um, and I think at the time, one of her, her contracts in Trinidad, I think teaching contract it was, mm-hmm. was just ending. So everything was just mending and meshing perfectly. I was like, wow. And that ever since I met her as a coach, she's just been a blessing. A little pain sometimes, but she's just <laughs> a blessing. Carissa. I thought you had a little bit super music, but there are blessings in Trinidad as well. <laughs> All right. So Carissa. Carissa, what's your background? You know, what has made you to become such a blessing that you know that people want to take it from one island to the next seriously? <laughs> My background is um, so many things. Huh? <laughs> My major is psychology. Really grateful that I pursued that program because it helps me in so many ways now. But I've always been involved in business. I come from a family of entrepreneurs, so I grew up in business from as long as I can remember. My first business, I sold tamarind balls and korma at school. <laughs> ah, okay, okay, okay. Nice, nice. I remember trying to sell bookmarks outside my uh, my gate, but that, that never. That never. <laughs> my, my cousin, I will cut pieces of cardboard. Yeah. Thing, you punch a whole titles, string in between, and yeah. I can sell bookmarks. <laughs> but it didn't. It didn't take off. Not one bookmark. So I don't even think my mother bought bookmark for me. <laughs> you should have tried a different strategy. I didn't have a coach. <laughs> yeah, boy, that's. I, I don't know. You, you need a coach. <laughs> you need a coach, and I, that's that's ad- advice I'd give any young person who's trying. Unless you perfect on your on your game, and I'm not even then, I think you need somebody because no matter how much you have the plan, you have the idea, you know what you want, 
you need somebody to guide you because we, we don't know everything. Look, you say both could only run. How he won because he had a he had a coach. Even um that multi-millionaire guy, what's his name? Millionaire guy. You think Bill Gates? Bill Gates. Bill Gates has a coach. True. Yeah. You think you know what it takes, but you need the guidance. You need something. You need somebody to, to guide you and tell you, okay, after this, you do this. They'll show you the benefit. They'll tell you why. And then that's things that you, as an entrepreneur, you will never see these things. You will never understand it, even as you do have a coach. And I think that's one of the best things. Well, she's not that. I've been telling her, like, boy, it's made my life so much easier, so much order in my life. If you're trying, you need a coach. <laughs> There's no two ways about it. You need a coach. And not Carissa. She's not, she's not available. <laughs> so wait, Carissa, can I was getting ready to call Carissa after this interview because so Carissa is not available for any other clients right now. No, she's not. <laughs> Kevin, we'll talk about that um, after, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when Gregory um, heads out, yeah, we'll, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk about it after. When you have something that's very dear to you and you, like you have so much, so much value to you, you don't want to share that. No matter how much they say, share. You don't, you don't want to share that for sure. All right, let me behave and ask my next question. <laughs> so, Chris, but you've been a serial entrepreneur yourself. You mean you've been in food retail, you've been in bookstore, yes. you've been in events, lifestyle mm-hmm. management. And I'll tell us a little bit yes. about that. Well, as I, as I mentioned, um, coming from a family of entrepreneurs, that is something that I grew up seeing modeled before me so that Along my journey, I essentially tried as many things as possible. So, and this is something that I coined, you know, that we have as entrepreneurs, we have so many ideas that we want to get done. We see a need and immediately, oh, that would be a good business. So the same thing, I would come up with, um, see a need and come up with an idea and, and launch it. Some of them work, some of them don't work. So it is a culmination of experience, learning from others that I believe that attributed to me being able to help Gregory and help other people, help other businesses as well. And so, Chris, when you go into a business, when you meet an entrepreneur, how do you know that you want to work with them? What is it about the entrepreneurs or the business people that you work with that tells you, okay, yes, I want to take this person on as a client? Very good question. Yes, because that synergy is extremely, extremely important. One of the things that I look for is passion. If that person has that passion and they, they're driven and also they have a desire to, to serve, those are the two elements that I usually look for in working with someone. And when you say desire to serve, you mean like their specific customer segment or do you mean more broadly meaning that for some persons and and this is just this is probably a biased statement (laughs) but for some persons they see a business as a get rich venture and then there are those persons who see it as them being able to add value to other people's lives through their offering no matter what it is so i prefer to work with persons who want the latter Right, because they, they would also be driven in a different way so that if they're running into, do you find that those clients who have a service-minded orientation 
tend to be a little bit more perseverant when things don't go their way. Exactly, exactly. Because they're in it for the long haul. The money is a reward. And of course, we all need money for the business to operate. But beyond that, they tend to dig their heels in and do what they have to do. Okay. And Gregory, what made you realize you needed a coach? Aside from the fact that you were working full time, I know a lot of people who have tried to start businesses have great ideas, but who would never have thought that they as a startup needed a coach. They think of a coach as being something which someone gets when they're trying to climb the corporate ladder or trying to expand into their first IPO. How did you know starting off that you wanted to have somebody on your team guiding you along the way? Because I was ready to start, like I said, ready. Like I had the money, I was ready. I know that's I know the time is now we need I need to get people going. But I didn't know where to start. So as much as I have the idea and I know how I want what done, how I I have the, the whole operating procedure in my mind. But I don't know where to start. Do I start with um marketing? Do I start with like and that's where she came in and I was like, Boy, I, I need somebody to guide me along the way. Just like if you Pursuing um, a legal matter, you need a lawyer. You need somebody to tell you what to say, what not to say, what to do, what not to do. And then that's when I, I, I realized that, boy, I really need somebody. And then she came along. I didn't go shopping for a coach. I just happened to find the right one at the right time. Okay. So you had the money. You had somebody in your network you knew you could rely on to help you get your business to the next level. Right. What? To start the business, not next level, to start it. To get off the ground, okay. Yeah. Right, what other challenges that you face getting that business off the ground? Um, like I said, our demographics is a strange one. When I started uh, five years ago, I basically used that six months that I was operating for as market research. Hence why I became with the other services. Because when, when I started five years ago, I did only food. But then our existing customers would always ask us, can you drop a document by the, by the lawyer, pick up something by the accountant? Can you get me six bottles of wine and bread and so on and I was like I'm going to add these services because they too are a necessity for customers especially the, the tourists coming in and that was like I said market research for me so much so when I came back this time around I knew that I had to add the services to go back to your question the challenges that I faced one was as soon as I started I needed to keep up financing our banks here not so friendly with with startups Two, our web culture in St. Lucia, you'll find a lot of people talking about it, talking it up, talking it up, talking it up, and then we actually use this service now is another problem. Our geographic location to with our limited for our um, logistical software to work, it was a pain because our Google Maps is not updated, so and it's, um, you know we have a problem with street names and addresses, so that too was a fight up. Now, our drivers basically know where all our customers are and we know enough landmarks to find you wherever you are. Human resource, uh, boy, human resource, I think in any business is, is, is the hardest part. That is the hardest part, the human resource. To train people, tell them no matter how much training you give them, some people just never really get it. While they are the, the most beautiful thing, because without them, we're nothing, but it can be challenging sometimes on the human resource end. So I think that three or four items, were the main hurdles, but then we, we're getting over them slowly but surely. Okay. All right, well, clearly the company has already proven concept. I see you guys featured a lot in um, St. Lucian media and stuff. 
I know you guys were featured in Dazzle magazine as well. Yes. Yes, with Rankin. Yes, I just spoke to Rankin last week. Would you say that the company has achieved critical mass in terms of user base and supplier base? Uh, yes, and growing. We have we will get new customers mostly every day. Everything. Every day we get a new customer, and that that alone keeps me going. When I see when I look at the logs and I see that we have a new customer every day, that means we're doing something that we we actually helping people. That convenience is really needed. Okay, I get a amazing feeling from that. Yeah, before we hit record on this call, we were talking about bringing you guys over to Trinidad. Well, the hope that you guys come over to Trinidad because Zara and I we just ate some. Um, some greasy bagels just now there that you had, to, you, had to, you had to pick up in a rush. It'd be nice if somebody could have bring some food that you really wanted to eat. So what needs to take place for a quick delivery? To scale, right, so it's already scaling locally in St. Lucia. But what needs to take place for to scale regionally and perhaps globally? Um, that's the plan. I really want to make the Caribbean a smaller place. Given that, yes, when I go to the other islands, I'll be an inland service as well. But given that we're going to be in the islands too, then I could probably introduce a, a regional courier where you could get things from the other islands within a day or overnight. But um, that's on the cards as well to, to move to another island and just expand across the Caribbean and make people's lives easy all over the Caribbean. That's an interesting question. I mean, I think it's clear that you are driven by the desire to fill a need that exists, that even though we are small countries, it may be hard to navigate certain things between the opening hours of our businesses and the work hours of our offices. We don't have a lot of time to spend picking things up. And I know in St. Lucia, the traffic can also be a problem. In Trinidad, it's a huge issue, which is why... People can leave to run an errand at lunchtime and not come back until half past two. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. All they did was go to the mall to pick up some medication and come back. Yes. So I guess my question is, how soon are you planning to come here? <laughs> and bring Carissa too. <laughs> and help us <laughs> solve these logistical issues. She will come and set up, but she has to come back. She has to stay. Bring a pattern, Carissa. I feel like you're St. Lucia now. Just so you know. <laughs> she is. She started talking like us. Too. I was like, wait, no, no. It's true. I didn't know she was Trini when I was talking. Yeah, to her. yeah. I was like, wait, wait, hold on. You have a slight accent. It was kind of ambiguous. It's what, you know what Carissa is doing is she's developing a pan Caribbean accent. So no matter which country they go to, Carissa will be from there. <laughs> That is my Tobagonian oh, accent. I am Tobagonian myself. Sense. There that, we go. I'm half Tobagonian. Half Trinidadian. So you're half Trinidadian. Half Trinidadian. I'm a full Trinidadian. Wow. Exactly. Thank you very much. I've never heard that before. But I actually had a question about the human resource problem. So I know that human resources, training, and customer service is a huge challenge that we have in the region. Even in countries like St. Lucia, where yes. you have a very large percentage of your economy dependent on service industries, hospitality, tourism, there's still a challenge to really get that customer service-minded mentality and service delivery. So how do you treat with that? How are you able to, one, identify the people who you think would do well and be able to take on what you need them to do? And two, like, how do you create the type of company culture 
that requires a particular type of service or that shows what you want for your customers? To answer the first question, we have, uh, mm, I wouldn't say rigorous, but we have uh, a mapped out recruitment and selection process. We know exactly what it is that we're looking for. And I'm happy that you mentioned that culture aspect of it, um, our organizational culture. That is one of the things that we, we look for, whether or not there is that flow with the person or there will be that flow. At Piglivery, we have a, a family. That's what we like to look at it as. The unit, we are very close to one another, and that helps with our delivery of the service to our, our customers as well. The intention is that once our primary customers, who is our uh, our team, and once they are happy, once they feel happy to come to work every day, <laughs> then that translates into uh, the delivery of service that they provide to the customers as well. As you guys are aware, with new companies, we have the teething process with regards to team members. So we will have some and then we lose some and then we'll have some until we have those that actually stay with us. But our current team, I must say that after a lot of grooming and we still have more grooming to do, we are at a, a stable place right now where we are fully on board. They are fully in oh. love with the company. <laughs> yes, they are in love with the company. We have team members who every day they talk about how, how happy they are to work with quick delivery. Even at this stage that we are at right now, and you guys know at this stage, there's just so much that is happening, so many changes that we have to adapt to in order to make our product one that is acceptable to our customers. So in terms of the way that we, we manage our team, we manage from a place of love. Everything that we do is from that place of love so that our team members, they feel that and then they give that. To our customers. I love it. Let's talk a little bit about the um, environment itself, right? So let's call competitive environment. Who is your competition in St. Lucia? Quick Delivery is the premier inland delivery company in St. Lucia currently. In terms of we are the only ones who are offering specifically restaurant food, delivery, um, medication, groceries, bill payments. Courier, on the other hand, the general courier service, that is something that is being offered by quite a few other companies. But in terms of the combo, the one-stop shop, we are the only ones who are offering that part. So you guys are like a concierge service. You're like a retail concierge service. Ah, yes, 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 we are. It's very interesting that you said that <laughs> because when Gregory first introduced the idea to me, that was the first thing that came to mind. It is a concierge okay. service. So how do you find your new customers? Are you finding new customers by recommendations? Are you doing a lot of a lot of marketing? How do you think that you're bringing in new people? And do you think that given that we have small populations, is there a goal that you have in terms of number of customers, percentage of the market? Are you trying to get everybody using your service or are you trying to get a particular percentage to stay sustainable and have you identified what that is so to answer your first question your first part of the question 
currently the primary way in which we generate new customers is through social media. And that is because of our customer base, the age group. They are primarily the ones on social media. So that is the number one uh, medium. The second medium would be through word of mouth. Because when someone experiences quick delivery and they experience the convenience, they experience the love that they get from our team members, they tell other people. (laughs) So that we have a lot of word of mouth persons calling to say, a friend told me that, you know, they ordered this the other day and I'd like to try the service. So primarily through social media and then word of mouth. What was the second part of your question? How much of the market would you like to capture? And is there a percentage that you need to capture in order to be sustainable? To be honest, right now we are looking for world domination. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. It's personal, easy, boy. 100%. <laughs> 100%. And I don't say that slightly because I know that our product is a product that people need. And you guys are aware of how busy life has Mm -hmm. become for people. Yes. And in that busyness, we still have to get stuff done, but we still want to enjoy quality living so that we see ourselves as a service that could help people achieve that. So that's why I'm saying our aim is 100%. And at this point in time, because currently we are the, the only players in the market in Solusha at this point, it's easy for us to expand and to capture that okay, market. Okay, that makes sense. I like that goal, 100% market penetration. Chris, who knows what she's doing? knows her. Well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, no, I, really, I think that makes a lot of sense, especially because sometimes we don't think about the challenges of small markets. So sometimes you need higher markets capture in order to make it worth it. Exactly. And that is a good point, Sarah, because it is a small, very small population so that trying to just capture a small cross section of that for the goals and the objective that we want to be able to accomplish. We want one. And how do you make your pricing model such that it's accessible to the entire population? What does your model look like in terms of pricing? That has evolved and evolved and evolved and evolved because we we listen to our customers. That's one thing that we do. We listen to them. And um, next month, May 1st, we're actually rolling out new prices, which are lower than our previous prices because of that said reason for us to capture more of the market. Our pricing model, it varies based on the service. So, for instance, the restaurant food delivery, it's currently based on location where where we're delivering to from the restaurant. So, we, we came up with a matrix, a zoning matrix, and based on um, where you would like us to pick up the food and where you would like us to deliver it, then we have a, a set price for that. However, that is going to change very soon come um, May 1st. We have made it much easier for customers, which is our constant um, objective, made it much easier for them and made it more affordable. But we can't say anything just yet because we haven't launched it. Okay, well, we will tell our listeners to look out for the new pricing model. I had one other question for you, actually. So you have this culture that's 
for your company, which is driven by setting high goals, operating from a place of love in a team environment where everybody's part of the family. But there have to be some things which make your job hard. What's the hardest part of each of your jobs? (laughs) Greg, you want to go first? (laughs) Um, Thinking that it's hard, that's the hardest part. But nothing is hard. Once you start it, everything is follow through. The hardest part for me would be um, not getting carries on a phone. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Boy, I, I, there's nothing hard about it, you know, because like, like I said earlier, with the help of Carissa, we think through things and we see it happen. So, I, boy, right into that, I don't think there's a hard part. Do you agree? Generally, this is just a life outlook for me. I don't see anything as hard but see things as an opportunity so that we have (laughs) countless opportunities before us for us to explore and for us to improve and and do better. So that hard is not a word that that we use in our vocabulary, really, but we do have challenges. One of our challenges, but we have several every day, every day. (laughs) If I have to say one, what would that be? the unforeseen because of the nature of what we do it's just subject to a lot of things that that are outside of our control so let's just say on one day there's one accident one accident that would affect our entire operation and then we have to always appease to the customer in terms of letting them know that it would not be delivered within a particular time and that would affect the operation. So if I have to identify one main challenge, it's the unknown, the things that are outside of our control that affect our operation. All right, great. Well, guys, so looking to wrap up, is there anything we haven't covered that you'd like to leave us with? I want the listeners to know, well, the, the local listeners, the solution listeners, that is, that we are very soon we're going to be opening a cashier's office followed by a South office. So we're going to master, master quick delivery on our island, St. Lucia, at its home, before we go out to the other islands. So rest assured that we come in island and we are coming to serve far and wide. And make sure you get to Trinidad and the other islands. You know? Yeah. Let's say by, by the last quarter of 2019. <laughs> Trinidad will be the the next um, location that we um our presence well, will be. It's a, a hard market to capture, but I'm sure that you're up to the challenge. You seem very prepared. Yes, most definitely. And the good thing is that we have a Trinidadian <laughs> on exactly. board. So, exactly. Yeah. So how can people find you? We are on social media, Quick Delivery SLU, on both Instagram and Facebook. We have a very engaging, active um, social media presence. You guys can find us there. You can also contact us at 719-3278 and 451-3278. Our email address, info at quickdeliverysLU.com. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining the call today. Thank you very much. Thank Got you so much. some technical difficulties. Yeah, that's technology for you. Yeah, I almost cried a little bit. Technology will bring a grown man to this. <laughs> but we managed to get through it. We're really happy to have spoken to you guys. It sounds like you're really making some interesting moves. 
And I know that this is definitely a service which has a huge need. So I yes. look forward to hearing more stories and success. Thank you so much, Sarah. We appreciate it. No problem. No problem. Anytime. There you have it, Podcast Will. No car, no problem. Quick Delivery is here, the solution to all your problems. Coming soon to Trinidad, Tobago, Grenada, Guyana, St. Vincent, Jamaica, the entire Caribbean region. If you aren't subscribed to Caribbean Power Lunch, you need to get on to caribbeanpowerlunch.com slash subscribe and subscribe using your favorite podcast player. Podcast World, Cabin Studios, St. Lucia. We are out. Bye. Thanks, guys.